Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where point your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time. G'day and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Keller Wilbur. And I'm Joel. And joining us for a third for our third co-host is Dennis. G'day, Dennis. Hey, good day, sir. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. So we might as well get to the question, your first-time third co-host. We, we asked our first-timers, uh, uh, how did you get into podcasting? I uh, take it you don't do one, but do you listen to podcasts? Uh, he does do one. He does do one. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why we wanted him on to promote it. Sorry. I do my own one, and then I'm part of two others. Okay, well, let us know about it. <laughs> um <laughs> I have kind of a idiotic one I do called Not Safe for Public Consumption. Um, it's on the D2R, Dream to Reality Network. Um, just ramblings about whatever. Like today's one was about leap year and what is it good for. So, <laughs> Absolutely yeah. nothing. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Anyway, but yeah, so it's just ramblings about nonsense. Um, and then I'm on another one called Beer with Friends where we get together and it's either a style or a brewery um, and we just sit and drink about five beers amongst about anywhere between three to five people and kind of just talk about what the beer is, what we like about it, the brewery itself, any kind of beer events that are happening, that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's a, a couple other shows on the network as well, but I'm just rambling. So, but those are the two that I'm on. So, yeah. okay. Just please tell me you've never drunk Fosters. Um, I've had a sip of Fosters. That's all you need to taste to know, not to drink any more of it. That's correct, sir. Very much so. <laughs> He's on your side, killer. I've never drank it, but... One sip, that's all it takes. It's like, yeah, this isn't for me. I think I could probably use this to either take grease off of my car, you know, like the tar that comes up on your car, um, or to repel um, creatures like uh, raccoons and stuff like that from your house. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I cop the shit. You know, Foster's. You know, Australian for beer and all that, and everyone gives me shit. And then the the people give me shit. They actually try it and they go, "Oh shit, Killer was right. <laughs> this is crap." <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever had VB then, Dennis? VB Victoria, Victoria Bitter. Bitters? Bitter. Sorry. Bitter. Victoria um, Bitter. No, the only bitter that I've ever had is Bluebird Bitter from, I think, Jolly Old England. So that's about the only bitter I think I've ever had. Did you drink Never it warm? Never even heard of it. Yes, I drank it all. Drink it warm like they drink over there? Um, room temperature. I mean, it was a little, probably like yeah. 30, 35 degrees, so... No, the English people are renowned for drinking warm beer. So. 
we've drank there's some stouts there's some yes. dark beers that room temperature is fantastic it brings out a lot of the taste the smell the notes if you will of it so what about uh, any australian beers have you had any other than the fosters i honestly cannot remember another australian beer so uh if you ever we'll have to remedy that sir so uh, you'll have to send a few recommendations our way so we can try some yeah well coopers they have a pale ale they have i can't remember but there's a whole range in the coopers uh branding okay they're pretty good um some good tasmanian beers um Hahn brewery produced some nice nice beers out of there uh a lot of beer comes from Melbourne, like Victoria Bitter. You got your Melbourne Bitter. You got what was it, uh, Carlton Draft, but they're pretty like stock standard basic beers. But then you can go into you know higher end beers. Well, I'm trying to think of some, but I don't drink much beer these days, so I stick to my Bermans and my white wine. So because you're fancy, fancy. No, I drink box <laughs> wine, mate, because <laughs> I'm poor. Hey. What's on my back porch right now, chilling, is a box of Franzia, um, refreshing white <laughs> box wine. Well, so, trust me, I am not knocking it. I am a firm uh, connoisseur of it. So, well, the box wine was invented in Australia. Shut up. Yep the um the you know the bladder and all that was designed in Australia. It was because they had a glut of wine of grapes, and they so they made up the wanted to work out how they could just get rid of it cheap. So, and someone invented the um wine cask or as we call it here a goon bag but yeah so but you can still get some nice wines in box wine because they still come from the same grapes that they make you know the, the really decent bottled wines from so but yeah no i said i've had 50 dollar bottles of wine and i've had five dollar bottles of wine and a lot of them you really can't tell the difference between the two so why spend the extra money when i can just have a five dollar bottle of wine and enjoy it yes as long as you know what you you know you work, oh, yeah, totally. You're working out, you know, well, this $5 one sucks, so I won't be buying that one again, but this other one, you know. Yeah, there's nothing worse than buying a, a $30, $40 bottle of wine and drinking and going, this was absolutely crap, and now you're out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a good, you know, supporter of Mogan David or Boone's Farm. That's not true. Boone's Farm. Nice. Uh, we should get you a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 and see how you <laughs> react to that. That's the Moga David. That's the actual name. Get out of town. See yep. You know. When I was in high school, that's what I used to drink. NBA 2020 and, and Boone's Farm. And yeah. Moga David. See, that just makes it sound too classy, too, you know, dressed up and taken out to dinner. And, and, uh, Mad Dog 2020 is not that. Mad Dog 2020 is paper bag wrapped around it, sitting on a corner, drinking it because no one loves you. That's Mad Dog 2020. I always thought it tasted like communion wine. You know, real high quality stuff. Nice. <laughs> that or, or you know, or, or Jack Daniels, Wild Turkey. You know, that would be my my weapon of choice back then. I don't drink anymore, but when I used to. Well, good for that you, or Crown Royal. Oh, my stomach is starting to hurt a little bit from those last <laughs> ones. So, so you didn't. You told us about your podcast, but what, what got you started? Uh, in the podcasting world? Um, actually, it started with blogging. Um, a friend of mine was very big in the blog community and said, you know, you ramble enough 
when we're just sitting here having a beverage. So why don't you just start putting, you know, fingers to a keyboard and start putting stuff out there. So I started that way. And then um, the Facebook came along, which kind of was the death of a lot of um, blogs. And so then uh was talking with my one friend, uh, the Beer Father, who does the Beer with Friends podcast. And um, the gentleman who started the Dream to Reality Network was like, you know, you should, you know, we've got a podcast on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. We've got Beer with Friends on Thursday, and we're doing this. You know, let's get you something and let's get you set up and get you on a weekday. So, it just again started off with sitting here having a box wine, as a matter of fact, and just rambling about some nonsense stuff. So, it just kind of snowballed, but it ultimately came from actually, you know, typing out a blog. Now, are there any other podcasts that you you are a fan of or you listen to other than doing your own? Oh, goodness. Well, actually, you know what? I'll just fire up my old uh, lappity-tappity phone here and log into Podcast Addict. I do happen to listen to uh, the Happy Pants Hour. Nice. Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, yes. Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, yeah. He got it more right than 99% of the people that come on this show. (laughs) Um, let's see. Of course, the Kevin Smith podcasts. Um, of course, uh, Hollywood Babylon is funny as all get out. Yeah. Uh, Fat Man on Batman. How can you go wrong with that? Um, actually, the Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astrophysicist, um, Star Talk is sometimes something nice to have on in the background while I'm at work itself. So, um, as I'm waiting for this to fire up because it's not moving very fast there we go um the movie crypt uh two guys based out of california that have guests on in the movie industry so they've had producers actors directors writers and just kind of an interesting side note um you know segue not segue side note segue i've had a few today so you gentlemen might have to bear with me and kind of auto correct me if you can so, um, but like a insight into the um, backbones of of the industry out there, and it's a little amusing. They do a commentary on movies every so often, so like they'll play um, Jaws: The Revenge in the background and talk about what they're watching, little fun facts that they came together on the movie and stuff. So it's kind of fun. Oh, what a terrible movie, though! And they uh, they call it a Jaws: The Revenge. You have to have that pause in there. So nice. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, those conspiracy guys, I think they're based out of um, Ireland-ish. So they talk about conspiracies and different things like, you know, Jim Jones, the moon landing, all that good stuff, which I'm a fan of. Um, and then uh, for beer-wise, the, the Perfect Poor podcast, uh, some guys based out of San Diego. Cool. Nice. So it's a nice little round diverse. It kind of depends on the day. Some days I'm in a mood to laugh. Some days I'm in a mood to just have something in the background on. So, but yeah, quite a few. Wow. It's more of, than I listen to. Okay. And of course the, the Joel's core, his podcast. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been accused of that on that show. Well, Other I did, shows, yes, but I dig your music. Um, I said I like uh, your fourteen going on forty. That was those are fun to listen to. But I like the music because I'm I'm huge into music. So um, basement. I actually just uh, through my Skype uh, downloaded the past two albums and kind of put them into playlists and stuff like that. So I'm very much looking forward to it. But I dig that. Oh, premise everything and color me with kindness are just. 
two of the best albums to come out of the past decade, in my opinion. And they're kind of 90s throwbacks in a way. But a UK band, just amazing, which that's the whole reason I do that show for the most part. So I kind of stole my um, musical influence episode from yours. You know, when you did yours, I was like, eh, the guy's got something. So I kind of came up with my five influential songs in my life and kind of did it and based it off of your show. So an homage to the Happy Pants Hour. Oh, you're going to make me blush. Aww. So wait a minute. So if not safe for public consumption and beer talk, what's your show? Mine is not safe for a book for public consumption. That's my oh, gotcha. my own. Um, I'm part of uh, Beer with Friends, and then um, I've also been on. Um, they have a one that it's like comes out once a month. Um, it used to be called Three Guys Walk Into a Theater, but then they changed it to Brews and Views to kind of streamline it with what they were doing. So, all right, that's what I was that's, looking for because I thought you sorry. said three. So. <laughs> I do not math. If anyone knows me well enough, the yeah. first thing, yeah, Dennis does not math. Not so. does Joe. Nope. <laughs> which is something else that we should mention. I don't talk about where I work specifically, but you and I work together, which you're the second person to be on the show that has been a coworker of mine. Oh, fantastic. But I'm the same way. Um, I don't let where I work out, you know, out and about. Listen, people know me, you know, enough, but I'm not going to. It's just easier that way. It's church, you know, separation of church and state separation of life and work so well these this day and age between podcast facebook etc you start talking about that stuff you're lighting yourself for the world of hurt at some point very much so and then, <gasps> you know when you've had kind of a little bit of a rough day it's just best to say hey ending this day and that's about as much as you're going to get out of me about work so yeah so i just had to point that out though so people realize that where you're coming from so okay <clears throat> Yeah, well, I always talk about my work, and not that I mention the company name, but people could work out where I work. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page, it tells you, but, and you know what I do for a job, and I pretty much told you the area I work in, so it wouldn't be hard to work out where I work. And, uh, well, you have at least one of the six people you work with listen to the show, right? Well, one of the, well, the guy, that, Paul, he, he's a um, subcontractor, he's the delivery driver and that, so he's not a full-time worker, but yeah, he listens, and... Uh, Yes, I do talk about work a bit, and he hears about it. And I try to keep things as vague as I can. So, but yeah, but I don't think I'm. I've got too many worries about talking about my job and where I work and about the people I work with, because most of the people I work with wouldn't even know how to um, turn on a computer. I think, let alone <laughs> download a podcast. Nice. Uh, except so you should get him one of these things that Dennis uses for uh, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you don't like them, you know, then I would definitely get him one of these things because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lesson in um, patience. Yes. <laughs> Especially, oh, yeah, just click that. Tools. Go to tools. There is no tools on my screen. <laughs> no matter how much I it, – it, no, it doesn't. No. See, no tools. No. <laughs> I'd get a tool and beat the shit out of it with that tool. Use a hammer. <laughs> when I do finally get my big boy computer, yes, I'm going to put this under the back of my car and giggle madly as I back and go over it and go forward and back over. I'll probably videotape it and yes. you know post it because, yeah. Well, I've done something yeah, similar. Do I've had a computer uh, completely crap out on me and was nah, couldn't be fixed. So I burned it and I videoed it and put it up on YouTube. So. It's a video of a computer getting uh, lit up with uh, 
whatever explosives we had we could use that are legal explosives and it, it goes bang so yes. fantastic and two million hits later you're an internet sensation no, sir freaking 30 hits maybe and then we just we put um some uh, words over the top and it was um to promote the the other podcast I used to do the late night morning show and it went the late night morning show and then the big explosion goes it goes bursting out of your computers or something like that <laughs> So, yeah. so you were going to tell us about your week. What happened, man? Um, summer happened, basically. We had a very, uh, I was going to say a long heat wave. No, it was a, a two and a half day, three day heat wave hit, hit Sydney. It was coming. We knew it was coming. It had been coming across from Western Australia, right across Australia. And uh, Tuesday was warmish, but then Wednesday hit and we hit, well, 35 degrees outside. Which what did we work that out to be before? Just just short of a hundred. Hundred. Yeah, we just call it hundred, even it out. And of course, my factory's hotter inside because there's no ventilation. There's just two big roller doors at the front, and that's it. And no breeze comes in, so the the factory gets really hot. So inside the factory would have been forty plus, about you know one one hundred five, one ten. So we worked that day. We had to load up a van um, in the afternoon in the hot weather because it gets hotter in the afternoon. So, yeah, that was a nice hot day, but we knew the next day was going to be even hotter. So it was predicted to hit 39, 40 degrees outside, but inside the factory it was 45 plus. So we're looking at 112, you know. So luckily I was, uh, I went out delivering with Paul um, Thursday morning. So for the most part I was sitting in an air-conditioned van. Seeing we've got our van back finally after four weeks being in the mechanics. And uh, so it was fine while I'm sitting in the van, but then... We get to where we're going to deliver, and then we hop out. And uh, even though it was eight thirty in the morning, and it was still wasn't really that hot in the air temperature, but the sun was beating down on us. So, unloading that van, by the end of it, I had sweat pouring off me, and oh, I was buggered. So, hop back into the van, and the air conditioning decided it's not going to work for a bit. So, oh jeez, <laughs> wow. So we just wind down the windows, and we we let it sit there for a while, and then when we hit the freeway to come back, we turn it on, and it was working. So that was great. Then had to race back and load another load up and race out with them. So we get that done and I'm sweating and then hop back in the van, cool down, go unload, get hot again, hop back in the van, cool down, and then come back and I'm like, all right, the factory's really hot. So I'm just going to just work really easily, take it easy, and just wind my day down. So thinking that's all good, two o'clock comes. And now before we uh, knock off, um, we get an order, we have to load up in a hurry. That had to be delivered the next day, so... In 45 degree heat, or maybe even more in the back of the van, because the van's back of the van's even hotter when right. yeah when it sits inside a hot factory, and it's been out in the sun all day. I mean, I couldn't even touch the side of the walls of the van because it was that hot. And to rush to load up, when we load 18 coffins that were going Friday, so yeah, I um I was pretty wrecked. I'm I'm still feeling the effects of it. A bit of heat Wait, exhaustion. You wrecked? Wrecked. I feel wrecked. I am wrecked. That uh, makes more sense. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Copped some heat exhaustion this week, and then Friday was a cooler day, but the factory was still hot. Uh, the residual heat that sits in that factory, because you know, it gets shut up at three o'clock in the afternoon when, and the sun's still beating down on the roof and the, and the whole factory, so it just builds heat up all night. All night, and then you come in in the morning, and you're outside, and you go, oh, it's not too hot today, and then you open the doors and you walk in, <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus, it's still hot in here. So. Luckily, Friday's a shorter day. We we knock off at one, but yeah, it happened again on Friday, right near the end of the day. 
got to load the van for Monday. So, Damn. Yeah. See, here today it was like 12 degrees Celsius, which is 55 roughly Fahrenheit, and it felt like a friggin' heat wave almost. You don't know what a heat wave is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is going to maybe be a silly question, but we kind of, I've worked in shops here to where we flip flopped. When we knew it was going to be like 95, 100 degrees, you know, we, you'd work at night. Or push it, you know, later, like kind of like flip flop shifts and stuff like that. Is that something that they couldn't, they can't do now? No, nah, we can't do. No. Gotcha. Because that would make a little sense. Yeah, maybe. But I think just uh, if we have to work at night, they'll have to pay us more because it's a different shift. Or, uh, um, okay. I'm gotcha. not sure, but yeah. No, I'm used to it. I've worked in factories all my life. I mean, the old coffin factory I worked at was, that was even worse of a place to work in, you know. You'd boil in summer and freeze in winter. But, so, yeah, I've worked in factories all my life, so it's not that... I'm, I'm used to it, in a sense, but as you get older, it gets harder. I mean, when I was younger, I could handle it, but as you're right. getting older and yeah. the body's more sore and, you know... So, yeah, so oh, I had sweat pouring out of me. Literally, I think as much water I was drinking, <laughs> it was just coming straight out of me, sweating. So... It's no wonder you're a rail. Yeah, well, all I do is just try to drink as much water. I constantly go into the um, to the washrooms and just splash my head down, you know, drain, my, you know, drench my head in water and wash the sweat off. And I um, if it gets too bad, I I wear like a tank top, a singlet sort of thing at work. I'll just pull that off, soak that in in the sink, and put it back on. But you know, that dries. You in. should start wearing the hairstyle that Dennis and I wear. Not baldy. It would be exactly. very fitting, I, sir. I've got, I've got my head, my hair's trimmed down to the shortest I will allow it. So, haven't gone quite to a number one. I'm, I go to number three. But yeah. Wait, that you'll allow or that Donna will allow? That I will allow because I've got an ugly head. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> ugly skull. No, he's so got a point there. He's I've, got a point. There are some people who really ought not shave their head. I've they, done they, it. You definitely have to have a proportioned cranium i've done it before yeah. when i was younger i used to shave it not with a razor but you know zero on the clippers and yeah it's not a good look so <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to imagine it right now mm, unfortunately i don't have any photos of it because uh, that was back before um you know photos on your uh, uh, cameras on your phones and and i mean there would have been photos taken but it was the old uh, film cameras so I would have lost the photos, but yeah. Next time at your mom's, you should have her see if she can dig one up for you. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think she would have had them. Would have been photos I've taken and lost in all my travels. So, but yeah, I've done it. I've shaved it completely to the point of you know. Well, as I said, all but the uh, the razor shave. So, yeah. Hey, I gotta ask. Did I hear right that one of Donna's posts that one of your fish passed away? Yes. Morris what died. Happened? I don't know. I went to clean the tanks last week and he wasn't swimming. He was on the bottom of the tank. So he was my blue one. That's why he was named Morris. Morris, because that's one of the Bulldogs players, you know, name. Oh. So, yeah, after I finished the show last week and I was doing the cleaning and I had to clean the tanks and it was the first tank I grabbed and I took it into the kitchen to, you know, empty out the water and do it. And I'm like, where are you? Oh, shit. He's on the bottom. So... And Donald was having a nap, and I went and woke her up to tell her one of the fish died. <laughs> she, oh, no. I know it's only a fish, but yeah. So Ted, the red one, he's still going fine. But 
Uh, Are you going to replace him? Yeah, yeah. When I get a chance. There's no aquariums close to me here, so... Well, not that close enough, but not in my travels, so yeah. When I get a chance, we're going to go out and get another one. We'll judge him a bit better, see so if we can get him once a bit more hardier, because he's... His tank was always dirty, and so I think he wasn't the, the healthiest fish in the world to start with. So, but yeah, Ted's still swimming fine. <clears throat> so yeah. In, in what, what type of fish were they? Uh, uh, beta fish, Siamese oh, okay. fighting fish. We call them all, all beta fish. Yeah. So we have two separate tanks for them because you can't keep them in the same tank because they're fighting fish and they'd fight. So. We went out and spent all this money on these tanks and, you know, well, you got a good, what did we get, about three, six months? I can't remember when we got them, but yeah. So, Well, condolences. Sir. Yeah, well, he's, he's gone <laughs> He's gone to that, that special place in the uh, sewer department. The toilet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I said, Donna, we've got to give him his proper burial. Unfortunately, um, I, he's too small. I couldn't make him a coffin that small. So, and I've got no place to so, bury him. Um, our friend Dennis here is a excuse me, another yeah. uh, comic book. Well, not that you read comics, Killer, but mm. comic book fan. So, you said you saw Deadpool now, Killer, right? Yeah, I saw it. I obtained, and I've seen it. I've obtained a, a shitty cam copy and watched it. And Donna wants to watch it and said, look, it's not the best copy and there's a couple of scenes missing out of it. So, so I told her to wait. Have you seen it, Dennis? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I have seen it and kind of interested that you said cam copy because back in the day, that's the only way I watched movies was cam copies. And it was funny when the theater people would come in, the camp, you, know, whoosh, you lost a scene for a minute and then whoosh, went back up again. So that's nostalgic. Oh, but... <laughs> Yes, I did see it this past weekend. So, so wait, Killer, did you miss scenes because of it was edited in Australia or because people were hiding the camera from the ushers? No, I don't know. The copy I got's from overseas, probably in Russia or somewhere. So, I'm not mm, sure, but I know there's it just cut at one point, and I've heard a couple of things said, and I can't remember seeing that scene. So, it wasn't the fighting scenes or anything. I think it was more the. This, the sexual scenes or somewhere around that point but yeah I still still saw the pegging part and all that but <laughs> no we uh, should mention that what, put hanging clothes on the line with a peg what? exactly yeah that's exactly what we're talking about but yeah no even in the so com- th- in the comments for oh, the, the, the torrent it said yeah scenes missing so but what yeah. did you think Dennis being a comic book fan um it was very enjoyable um, I've learned anything on the mutant side of things to kind of take with a grain of salt because, you know, 20th Century Fox has all the mutants and Marvel has all the other good characters. But, no, it was very entertaining. This is the role that Ryan Reynolds was born to play, hands down, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. So, And uh, Monica McGuire. And can never remember the actress's name, but the one who played Deadpool's girlfriend, fiance, wife. Um, yeah, she's not that hard to look at either. So, yeah, she's easy on the eyes, as it were. A little bit. So yeah, but no, I was, it was it was fun. So what did you guys think of it? Oh, I loved it. Uh, 
Megan Orlovsky. I had to look her up. Yeah. Megan Orlovsky. Is that? No, that's Negasonic Teenage Negasonic Warhead. Taylor, Taylor Hicks? What is it? Because she was in Firefly, and she was also um, Diana in the V, the new V oh, remake. Marina Yes. Terrain. Yes. Oh, she's also in um, um, Gotham, too. She plays Jim Gordon's wife. So, yes, her. Okay. I knew she looked familiar, but I couldn't pick where, so I would, would have seen her in Gotham. Yeah. I, I I loved it. I I agree with you on that. I think Ryan Reynolds is 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 God's perfect idiot. And <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge man crush. I've been in love with the man for a long time and I think he's one of those guys that's got absolute perfect comedic timing. And that's not something you can learn. It's just a it's a gift. And he is so incredibly humble and self deprecating that you can't help but like him. And in that character who's kind of an anti-hero he's not a good guy you need somebody like that to allow you to relate and not hate because of the things that he's doing and i yeah it was everything i wanted it to be and it kind of washed the bad taste of wolverine out of my mouth <laughs> so did you see um him interview uh hugh jackman oh yeah yeah crashed hugh jackman's interviews for the his latest movie and yeah that was funny well, then he also, I think, started a little mini Twitter war between Chris Evans, Captain America, and um, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, interjecting things here and there. So, no, it's, it's it's the perfect PR storm, like you mentioned. You know, he's humble enough to where, you know, he doesn't, you know, get too inflated on it, just takes it for what it is. And, you know, this the, it was the perfect storm of right time, right marketing, right you know, everything with it. So, again, being a fan of comics, you know, regardless of, you know, rated R, PG-13, Marvel, DC, or whatever, it's always good to see this medium now making, you know, where, you know, 10 years ago, if you would have told someone you'd have all the movies that we've had right now, they'd probably think you were drinking Mad Dog 2020 and you're messed up. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, our, our big thing when we were, me and my best friends would hang out is we would sit around and we'd start casting our perfect Marvel movie if it was to be made, like the X-Men or that was probably our big one back in the Claremont years of writing. And we would, you know, try and decide who would play the roles the best at that point in time. And thank God it didn't happen. But, you know, we've got <laughs> other ones to, to look back on and uh, like the the Corman uh Fantastic Four, some of the early Captain America stuff. and uh, I just cringe thinking of those. But without those movies, we wouldn't have what we have today in the cinema. So, you know, Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's funny you mentioned casting because we did the same thing, my friends. We Wednesdays, comics come out on Wednesdays. So we kind of do like you would see on Big Bang Theory. We'd all get together at a buddy's house and just kind of go over what we bought. So you had pretty much like silence for 10-minute intervals as we're reading the books, and we just, you know, pass them around to each other. But there was this uh, magazine called Wizard that was oh, – yeah, yeah uh, loved Wizard because, you know, not only did you have, you know, interviews with artists and, you know, how much your books were worth, what's coming out, but they also did casting call. So they did the same thing. You know, you would take it – like you mentioned, you know, you just – oh, okay, so who would play Cyclops, you know? Oh, um, Richard Gere. Richard Gere should play Cyclops, and then oh, I, I can kind of see that and go forth. So, 
<laughs> what? Would, would there be a hamster involved? <laughs> I just I just pulled Richard Gere out of my head. I don't know why. I was hoping you'd say butt, but what were you saying, Killa? Sorry. I said, Different would there touch. be a hamster involved? Would that be his sidekick? Yes. <laughs> oh, see, our our biggest thing, our biggest point of contention was always Wolverine because the character, even though he looks younger than he is was older so you know do you get him to be played by an older actor that has somebody doing the stunts for him or do you get him to be played by a younger actor that's aged up and at that point would have been about 92 so the cgi wasn't there to do like they did in um uh ant-man right so you know it's like well what about clint eastwood well he's a little too old for that but he's got the right attitude you know he's got the right the right guffness and it, and it just, I don't know. I'm trying to remember some of the other people we picked, but... We always went with Glenn Danzig. <laughs> For some reason. He act. <laughs> well, you know, hey, he could just, you know, he voiceover. You know, this was the 90s, so, you know, he, there could be a voiceover. But, yeah, you know, just the stature, you know, you get his hair to kind of go up in the Wolverine style of hair, you know. He was the closest to the look, we thought, of, of a Wolverine, so... I, I I can't disagree with that, but so okay. But well, then he opens I, his mouth, and then you're like, ah, shit, okay. Mother, so, <laughs> what, Cyclops, what you, come what into you, the X Mansion. Glenn Danzig and Richard Gere are the X Men. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a thing. But what what do we think about Hugh Jackman? And since we've got Kill on, who's a Aussie, <laughs> I love Hugh Jackman. He's fucking one of the greatest Australian actors out there. He's just. He's so humble, you know. He um, puts every effort into his work, whether it's playing Wolverine or, or doing his stage show, like uh, Broadway shows and that. So, yeah. And he puts so much effort in to play Wolverine. That's why he's given it up, because it's not that he can't do it. It's just all the effort he has to put into, um, you know, getting his body looking right, you know, to buff up for Wolverine. It's He goes, it's just taken too much toll on his body to do it, you know. It's not that he can't do it. It's just getting a bit too much at his age but yeah i reckon he's he's taken that role on perfectly i mean you can't blame him for the first wolverine movie he didn't write it or anything but yeah so right but yeah uh hugh jackman is probably the perfect wolverine that i can think of but yes i'm i'm biased because he's australian so right i mean modern day that's kind of what i was thinking was like do you guys and again Killa's not a, a comic reader or former comic reader like like we are but He's a big Marvel universe and yeah, comic book movie fan. Movie so. fan, and I listen. I hear people talk about comics. I just don't read them. And through podcasting, yeah. I've I've listened to people who read comics, and that's where I get all the the back information about all these comics just by listening to podcasts. But yeah, I think well, uh, Hugh Jackman, he's perfect for it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a shame when he, he uh, takes out the the um the claws and puts them away. But yeah. There's rumours that he might play James Bond because Daniel Craig is quitting as uh, James Bond and they're putting him up as the next James Bond. So interesting to see. That if would that... be, yes. Yeah, that'd be a little interesting to vision because, you know, for so many people, you've got him as the Wolverine in your mind. So that was kind of nice with Daniel Craig as he came in with only having a few other roles under his belt. He wasn't as well known. No, he wasn't, but... You go back and watch some movies like uh, uh, Tomb Raider, and you go, "Oh, that's Daniel Craig in that role." And I can't think of the other movies. I've, you know, I'm, I'm watching. Going, hang on, that's 007. But, <laughs> right. But he, if uh, well, Hugh Jackman does get the role of 007, he won't be the first Australian. 
there's been two beforehand. So George Lazenby and what's the other dickhead's name? He didn't do a good job. <laughs> the other dickhead. Oh, Dalton. Timothy. Yeah, Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. So he's Australian. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, he's like also Anthony Oh, he's also Gallifreyan. If you watch Doctor Who, too. So well, spoiler. Yes. Sorry. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, well, see, and I, I was never a huge Daniel Craig fan, uh, but and I was never a big James Bond fan. I used to watch periodically when I was a kid because my dad was into it, and you know that I was in, born into the era of of Roger Moore. So my initial impression of James Bond was was Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not, not good. I I've seen uh, <laughs> Casino Royale with with Daniel Craig and it actually was the first time that I legitimately was enjoy and entertained and enjoyed a James Bond film. Like I actively was curious to see the other ones that have come since then and I haven't yet, but well, it made me kind of into a more of a fan of his. Sean Connery is probably the best James Bond. Right. So as they say, Roger Moore took it to a different level. I mean then you've had those other ones in between. Uh the Pierce Brosnan's ones are more more comical if any. But yeah. Then, and Daniel Craig just brought it back to what the actual books were really about, I think. So, so we're, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. It's a fine, yeah, it's a fine line between. I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, you had the Roger Moore stuff, which was campy, you know, and then, you know, you had the Timothy Dalton stuff, which not a whole lot of people dug. And so, you know, um, Piers Brosnan had that, you know, fine line of humor, action try to find that middle ground and some of it worked and unfortunately there wasn't a lot of it that did work though all i saw was remington steel I, I, that's whenever i saw that trailer i'm like hey it's remington steel in a movie and hey. you lost another demographic because they have no clue of who remington steel is seriously oh <laughs> uh, that's true it, it sucks it sucks getting old yeah you know you'll make a comment you'll be out somewhere you know whether it's at the pub having a pint or something and you make a, a comment like that remington steel and you just get this blank look of uh what and it's like oh good lord well you know the first time that i ever started to feel like i was maybe getting old and this is this is a sad time to realize this is i was uh in college we we used to go to some of the local schools and we'd host lock-ins as kind of an outreach thing so uh, i was at one of these lock-ins and was hanging out talking with you know music with these kids and i was 19 at the time so i was a pretty much a kid myself and uh so I'm, we were talking about music and i said something about Jimi hendrix and i just got blank looks oh no and i felt at that moment like holy crap is there that big of a gap or are these kids just idiots or what i don't know then again i was in sheboygan so i guess i can't really feel too bad but um no no offense sheboygan but <laughs> and we lost two more listeners sorry sheboygan from you know, then now now I I get it a little more because you listen to the classic rock stations. If you turn them on and it's you get a, a smattering of Pearl Jam here and there or Nirvana or something, and it's like okay, now I'm starting to feel my age. So, all right, same. We've had a dead dead moment. We have a voicemail. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the voicemail. Yeah, sorry. Yes. All right, if you want to call us, call us at 661-434-5956 at 661-434-KWJO or you can email us at coffinjocast at gmail.com 
and you, that's where you could send uh, voicemail through your voice recorder app on your smartphone if you're like me and like to take a couple of tries at doing your voicemails record it like that and when you've got it done right just email it to us and we will play it on the air just like we're about to play a voicemail from Denim Loss let's see if this is an angry one or a normal one hey sexy and Australian um Hey, man. I'm listening to episode 75 now with uh, Nietzsche from Heaven's Shark Punch, talking about how, uh, well, one, ha-ha, Joel can't drive a stick. I'm not going to go about the ha-ha about the you're not riding a bike, because that's been played out, and that's just actually pathetic. So I'm not going to rub that in your face, but, yeah, no, I taught my wife to drive on a manual transmission. In fact, the first truck I bought was a, was, was, was a, was a stick shift, you know, it was an older 79 F-150, um, there before I sold it there for a while, it didn't have first or reverse. So I had to do that. And then uh, one thing about a manual transmission is, yeah, if the clutch doesn't work, you don't fucking work. Oh, wait a second. Joel doesn't know what I'm talking about. I was going to talk about, you know, speed shifting or ghost shifting, however you want to do it, you know, shifting the gears without using the clutch. But... I don't want to blow Joel's mind because I already mentioned something that he has no idea what it is. So I'm going to listen to the show again, and uh, you need to start bringing up, uh, bringing her up, Killa. We talk about her a lot nowadays. Stop it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. And I'm going to hang up now because I'm trying to do laundry. I got to get ready for work here real quick. Bye. She who will not be named. I don't know who he's talking about. And I do not talk about her a lot. It just comes up in a conversation and it's just, yes, well. Ah, yes. Yes, you can drive a, a, a stick shift or a manual without the clutch if you know what you're doing. I've had to do it a couple of times when my clutch cable broke. So, yes, it can be done. You can change gears without a clutch. And uh, the hardest part, uh, if you've got no clutch, is trying to get off the start and uh, you've bas basically got to uh, shut the engine off put it in gear and start the engine and just ride the ride there and yeah but once it's running you don't need a clutch if you know what you're doing so well and then boss you need to come back on at some point we got to catch up about you going back to work that's yeah. your former job so I'm throwing that out there sir yes I'm going to be coming for you <laughs> It's been a while. I mean, he's been on a few shows, but... Yes, it's all time-depending anyway. when he's got the time. So Yeah. We'll get Ned on. And I... Someday I'll learn to drive a stick when somebody's leg is broken and I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's not hard. It's very easily done. We just actually had a conversation at the pub this past week on things we would rather do than learn how to drive stick shift. <laughs> okay. um, crocheting. Um, mating um, rituals of certain creatures we would rather learn than how to learn a stick shift um, what was the other one too there was actually another really good one um, oh um, adult coloring we would rather learn how to color adult color books instead of learning how to drive a stick shift So, what is wrong with you stick shifts are easy to drive but why? It's too complicated. If I'm in a car and I've got my coffee, I've got a radio, I'm looking to make sure people aren't going to hit me. The last thing I need to do is have to remember how to... 
No. Put you it don't in remember. Go. It just comes um, natural. It's like muscle memory. I put the car in park. It stops. I put the car in D. It drives. I yeah. hit the brake. It does. No. So maybe it's just from a um, ease point of view. Well, but. I learned to drive in an automatic to get my license, and then I learned a stick shift. And since I did, I'd rather drive a stick shift than an automatic any day. You're in more control, and yeah, you can have more fun too if you're a hoon. Well, we have snow and we have ice. Yeah, well, that's even and I th- more reason you can control what's going to the back wheels, the power, and you can write, you know. Yeah. I think I'd have to agree with Joel on it. I think if, you know, someone broke a leg in the middle of nowhere, that would be a good time. So I side with you on this one, Joel. I think it's the wrong time to learn when in an emergency. Maybe you should learn beforehand. So if you are in an emergency, you know what you're doing. Good point, sir. Good point. Um, I, I think, think the Justin, biggest selling point I've heard. Justin would be backing What's me that? here. Justin from Bad Parenting would back me. Stick shifts are better. But yeah, he grew well, up driving. I'm sure, he him. would. Yeah. He's got my back, I'm pretty sure, on that one. Well, I, I, you know, the, the big thing that I've heard anymore for having a stick shift is, is it's a, a big theft deterrent. Just people look in their car and they're like, oh, it's a stick shift. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the automatic that's to the left. So, you know, that's that's one big selling point, I think. Plus, uh, it's usually a little less expensive. You can find them more readily for sale and that they're not going to disappear right away. So it has its pluses and minuses, I guess. But I, I need to learn to ride a bike first, and then I'll learn how to ride a or drive a stick shift. You're going to ride the stick shift. And then I'll be shift. able to get that motorcycle. You're not supposed to be riding the stick in the stick shift, Joe. I've seen the video. <laughs> I know. I know how it goes, man. That was hot. <laughs> Got very, very sticky. There's the PG-13 rating. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> but, enough fucks and shits and everything. Um, be. But did I hear you correctly? You don't know how to ride a bicycle, the two-wheel bicycles? Yep. That's a true story. And you grew up in the 80s and 90s, right? Yep, that's a true story. Wow, okay. I was born in 74, so I'm a <laughs> mid-70s kid growing up in the 80s and 90s. And Did you just, like, walk everywhere? Uh, I, I got the bus to school or I walked. I walked most of the time to most of the places I wanted to go. I had a skateboard for about 10 minutes. Um, I still have it. I just I rode it, I fell down, and that was it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm that guy. No, just curious because I mean, eventually, I I was born in '73, so you know, during you know the summer months, after cartoons were done and over with, you hopped on your bike and you just rode to wherever your heart content, and as long as you were back by dinner time. So, just curious. That was all. Yeah, well, that's all we did as kids, you know, ride push bikes or pedal bikes, as you call them. Yeah, and I'm a '73 baby too so yeah that's what you well we just be just out in the front you know the street out the front of the house all the you know all the friends would just hang around and you know build little ramps and do all that yes yes ride around and so i will find you a bicycle sir and we'll get it over to your abode and this 2016 will be the year of the pedal bike just gotta well here's put some training wheels follow up Getting some training wheels. Yes. The way I learned when I was four my, years old. My my son, who is ten, he uh he is recently this conversation has come up actually because uh he's got a friend that has been bugging him about 
coming over and, and riding bikes with him. Well, he hasn't learned how to ride a bike yet, which it's something that's uh, never been really discussed a lot. But I've mentioned to him a couple of times. I'm like, I said, you know, you really should learn how to ride a bike. And he's like, why? And I said, well, it's funny until you're about 30. And then you start to feel like an idiot. So I highly recommend that you pick up this and learn how because his sister knows how. And she's got a bike. So it just makes sense. So I'm going to make sure that he learns and then he can teach me. <laughs> so I figure that's that's the goal. All, all it is is he's just going to learn balance. Once you start, real, you know, you get the balance, right? And as I say, it's like riding a bike. You never forget how to do it. So your body remembers how to balance. So that's why as a kid, when most normal kids get to ride bikes, they have the normal. training wheels on them <laughs> so that the bike won't fall left or right. The training wheels aren't constantly on the ground at the same time. They're just a little off the ground. So keep some balance. And once you learn to ride, you, know, you actually ride with the training wheels and the training wheels aren't actually on the ground. So you've got your balance. You take the training wheels off. You might be a little wobbly at first, but then you you're right and you start riding and soon, that that feeling i mean i can't remember as a kid but you see it in kids as soon as they get the training wheels off and they're riding without any training wheels or anyone holding them they're like i did it i did it yay and then yep and then they build ramps and jump off them and crash what? and hurt themselves oh, why do i feel like i'm in an adam sandler movie all of a sudden <laughs> I like it from the point of you said yourself, you know, you'll, your son will learn how to ride, then he'll teach you. So it's kind of a family bonding kind of thing. But I would just really want to have my camera. Like I'll be in a car across the street <laughs> and I'll have the video on my phone ready so we could tape this first thing. And then that should be your new um, header for your podcast is you want a bike. Paper. <laughs> and then I'll start riding a bike to work. Yes. We actually did. Have, we actually did have a guy ride his bike to work um, a couple years ago, like consistently. He rode it down the main busy street, which I'm not going to name because that would give a little bit away. But yeah, like he rode it from like all the way at the very, very beginning of that said busy street all the way to our place of employment. So that's about how far I am because I'm I'm over by the, behind the high school, right where the well, roughly where the street changes. Gotcha. Yeah, he so. was from up there too, and he just got on and rode the side median all the way down and all the way back up. I used, I used to ride to work when I worked at um, the old coffin factory at Kingsgrove from my parents' place. Uh, Ten-minute ride, about half an hour walk. If I walked it, it was half an hour, but yeah, I used to ride the push bike to work. And I rode like a maniac always because, you know, that's the way I roll. Get it roll on a push bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I used to ride to and from work all the time back in the, the early, well, early to mid nineties. And yeah, and my my brother who doesn't speak to me anymore, he used to ride. I can't remember how many kilometres or miles, but he rode a long way to go to his job. And uh, that's how he um, broke his leg coming home one day and got the iron rod in his leg. Because some dickhead parked on... You're not selling this, by the way, with that story. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you about my bike crashes? Yeah, I've had many falls off a push bike. There's an actual video on my YouTube of me bucking around with uh, uh, my niece and, uh, and my brother who was had a camera on the front of the bike and I went to ride through a puddle and the front wheel come out from underneath me and I went crashing to the ground. <laughs> so check out Killer Wilbur on YouTube, you'll see that. 
as well as the computer blowing up and and the funnel web spider and many other videos there. So, oh yeah. But anyway, uh, I skateboards too. Falling off them, cracked my head. My yes. left eye uh, blew up. I had my left eye closed on me. Uh, yeah, and I fell off a skateboard. I was riding skateboard to the coffin factory and riding home one day and got death wobbles coming down the hill and uh, complete uh, gravel rash down my left hand side. So, but anyway, that's not as bad as uh, me trying to walk downstairs. So, yeah. You had stairs, don't get along. Yeah, broken hips, broken necks. So, so yeah. Uh, well, then anyway. Before we get to that time, let me throw that question out to Denison. Have you ever had any major accidents, either bikes, skateboards, stairs, cars, that left you or injured in a hefty fashion? Yes, 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 and yes. All right. Let's see. Uh, bicycle. I was swatting a bumblebee. Lost my balance. Ended up uh, ass over tea kettle with a bike on top of me, and the some bitch bumblebee still stung me. So that was <laughs> that was the worst bike one. Um, skateboard more times than not have it go out from underneath me and end up cracking my head back on the the, the pavement behind me. Um, let's see. So okay. So that's skateboard, bicycle, um, stairs. Um, place I used to live at was a two-story, and and uh, running, and I came to a stop, but my friend behind me didn't, and I flew down the stairs and I put my hand out to brace myself and ended up uh, fracturing that. And there's stairs, planes, trains, automobiles. Um. Stairs, not so much. Stairs, I seem to be pretty good on. So, um, right. slipped on a couple, busted my ass, you know, as you boom, 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 boom. But I think that was intentional. The yeah. alcohol was involved with that one. I, I, <laughs> I know most of our listeners know the story, but we'll let Dennis know. Um, yeah, I fell down the stairs in my apartment, and uh, I fractured my hip. Um, I was living above a shop. There was... This, the stairwell went down one way and then turned left and there was another 10 stairs and I got to the bottom I had this big heavy bag that I was carrying and I superman down the stairs and uh, oh Jesus! counted all the stairs I and the, the door to the outside was at the bottom I hit my head on it I didn't realise afterwards I'd knocked myself out I got up and then it was pain I was getting picked up by my mum to go over to their place so um, I got up and I'm, I'm worried your mum's out there waiting for me so I'm like oh shit and I went to walk ah ah so yeah so I um I'm like, and I'll be right. I just, just you no, know, it's just I pulled something. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Get over there. I could hardly walk. Um, they go, let's go to the hospital. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'll be right. Went to bed that night. Got up next morning. Go, yep, let's go to the hospital. And yeah, fractured my hip. So that was uh, nearly ten weeks off work. Anyway, about a year later, eighteen months later, I went out to a, a place I shouldn't have went to. A guy from America was down here d- doing a podcast. I went out to the pre-party the night before, before the podcast, live podcast, and um, fell downstairs and broke my neck. Um, Holy crap. I have no memory of this. All I remember is waking up and knocked me out, and um, they were just trying to get me out of the house. I was completely concussed. They actually threw me outside in the rain because they just wanted to get rid of me. Then up going through the phone, ringing my missus, and she thought it was a joke. They ended up ringing my dad. And because I wasn't speaking to my dad at the time, but he ended up coming pick me up all the way into the city, which is a bit of a trip from where they live. Picks me up, 
takes me back all the way out to this area where I live, which is even further than when we're between his place and whatever. Um, I go to bed. I'm laying in bed the next morning. Donna goes to wake me up. She, I go, I can't move. She lifts me up and I scream. And I mean, I screamed. And I'm like, I'm fucked. Uh, and Donna goes, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. Let's just go sit down and let me have a cigarette first. And then I'm like, yeah, call the ambulance. So we call the ambulance. They put me in a neck brace, take me to hospital, and I fractured uh, two of my vertebrae in my neck. And as I said, I'm lucky to be walking, let alone to be alive. So Stairs two, kill a zero. Yeah. Damn, sir. Yeah, so we can put shit on Joel about not being able to ride a bike or drive a stick shift, but yeah. Stairs has your number. Yep. Wow. Everyone knows, you know, put shit on killer, just mention stairs. So, that so you, you, you live now, hopefully, in like a one-story ranch uh, no, with no, no stairs. No, 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 no. That's the funnier part. I live on the third floor of an apartment block <laughs> with stairs. <laughs> this has disaster written all over oh, it, Oh, don't you worry. I had a close incident probably a year, year and a half ago. The stairs are a little wet, and my foot slipped out from underneath me. And my ass hit the stairs, thankfully. So, And the worst part is, my missus was in front of me, just going down the second flight, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, shit. She comes up and laughs at me. And I'm going, it's not funny. She goes, yes, it is, yes, it is. I'm like, I'm in pain. I go, you know how scared I am at the moment? Because I thought I was going for another, <laughs> you know, another count of how many... the first thing that you thought, like, yes. as you were going down is, yeah. oh, no, not again? Yes. But I, I, I purposely made it so I just landed on my ass instead of falling forward. But, yeah. So, yeah, but her laughing, she goes, I can't help laughing. I know. She goes, I feel sorry for you, but it's too funny. And I was cranky as shit. It's that's love fun. right there. Yeah. Uh, that's love. I'm sorry. But as I said, I still have no memory of um, breaking my neck. Wow. So, yeah, something was going on Thank there. God. We we think because I might have been a bit uh, obnoxious to the people, they might have dropped something in my drink. So that's all I can think of. And the bunch of the people that were staying in the Airbnb with this guy were Melbourne people, and Melbourne and Sydney have a, a rivalry, so I think they just didn't like me and thought, we'll get this cunt back and we'll drop something in his drink because I no memory at all. And that was nearly two, three, two and a half years ago now. Three? Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be maybe even three and a half. Right? So... Yeah, and that's when I just first started working at this new job, and I was only working there for a couple of months. Thankfully, the uh, boss let me come back after having what did in September, and I went back to work in the end of November. So, well, I think after hearing that that entire storyline of that, the, the boss would just have to take pity and just be like, "Yo, you you are in this, okay? Come on." <laughs> no, it's more he knew I he needed me in there because he's got dickhead workers, so. Yep. That's, That's always fun. Nice to have job security when yep. you're surrounded by idiots. Yeah, well, that's the way it's working <laughs> these days. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking over more and more of the uh, foreman's job because he's an idiot. So, anyway, it's, hey, uh, it's that time, Joel. Yes, it is. It is that time. It's only the time for our one and only segment. Yes. Wait, what's that you say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for random. All right. As usual, R is for random brought to you by the lovely Maybellina, who provides us with all our questions. 
and co-worker of Dennis and I. Um, so the first question is, what's your most used emoji? Thumbs up. <laughs> I hate those fucking emojis. I hate when Donna sends them to me. <laughs> fuck off. I ain't a fucking 16-year-old girl. I just type what you want. So if I sent you a heart emoji, you'd get a little upset. No, I don't care. But it's like, Jesus. <laughs> and now Facebook's got all this new, new shit on their like button. Oh, give me a break. So, thumbs up. So, it's a lazy yeah, man's way of saying, saying, okay, find some music to play. I haven't even thought about our music. Anyway, keep going. What were we going to say, Dennis? I agree. Thumbs up. Um I'm a dude, so greater than three. The heart thing doesn't really work for me. The kisses, so no. Um, thumbs up. Boring, but sorry. At least I hope both of you hold down the button until it gets really, really big. Yeah, I do occasionally. At least. The biggest. Okay. Just making sure. Um, I guess that makes me a 13-year-old girl because I, I love using stickers and GIFs and emojis and all that fun stuff when I'm on Messenger. But probably the one I use the most is um, in the smiley face section of my emojis, as they are called. Um, there's one that has a shocked expression on his face. His eyes are huge and his mouth is agape and he just looks like he's just seen something horrific like pegging. And I don't know if that's horrific, but we talked about it earlier, so I'm bringing it back around. That That's probably the one I use the most just because I have a lot of fun throwing it in there in conversation. So. Um, excuse me. All right. So second and final question. Could you ever be a vegetarian? Hell no. No way. 150% agree. I would rather be, I would rather be a vegetable than not eat meat. It can be arranged if you, uh, hang out with Killa long enough on the stairs. I'm sort of vegetarian. I eat things that eat grass. <laughs> roundabout kind of way mm-hmm. perfect so you neither of you uh, at all so no. that's a big fat no no way I, I, negative ghost rider negative I didn't buy this barbecue this grill for no reason you can't cook vegetarian meals on a freaking barbecue like I cooked up last night you can't well I didn't have any steak yeah. I, I was cooking just chicken kebabs up last night and um, some prawns and I forgot to take a photo and put it on there and go, prawns on the barbie, waiting for people to go throw another shrimp on the barbie. Anyway. Uh, well, you know, the funny thing is, though, in this day and age, now it's not like it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, in this day and age, and I I'm, I, I like, like, Boca Burgers occasionally. Uh, you know, I, I like a good salad. I like my veggies. But even though I think I could physically do it and be okay with it over time, I don't want to. I mean, g- give me a steak, give me a nice, you know, medium rare hamburger, give me all that stuff, and I'll I will put it in my face and I will masticate it into little tiny bits. So, could I be? Yes. Do I want to be? No. Oh no. No. So, that is a very disturbing visual, considering I see you on a day in and day out basis. So, <laughs> now for like the next week, every time I see you, I'm just going to be like, he's masticating meat. <laughs> I'm going to intentionally come over to your desk and eat a sandwich. Just staring at me the entire time. Exactly. 
No, but I think we're old enough to where it's, you know, we know what we like. We're ingrained in our ways. And if you don't have to for a, a health reason or something, then no. And it's, you know, it's not like, it's meat, man. Come on. Yeah, well, I'm not going to eat vegetarian lasagna or vegetarian spaghetti. I need the meat and that, those meals. Those are, yeah, that's just something that should not be put in front of delicious meals. Any vegetarian, anything. No, no. Yeah, and don't no. get me started on the vegan part. Well, that's then tight. you're getting to the far, far side of that spectrum. I couldn't do that. I, I need a belt to hold my pants up, for Christ's sake. I understand why people eat a, a vegetarian, you know, yeah. The meat thing, but the vegan thing, you know, I can't have anything from an animal at all. Well, it doesn't harm the chicken to eat the egg, you know. It doesn't harm the cow to drink the milk. I understand, like, being a, a vegetarian is like, I don't want to eat something that, you know, has to harm an animal. But eggs and milk aren't harming that animal. They would, they would argue that point, though. But they and don't. they would make sure they know that you're that they're a vegan. Yeah, <laughs> they, they probably hug the cow as they get the milk and tell it's soothing, wonderful things like it's it's okay, it's okay, it'll be all right. Yeah, no. Hey, go do what you want to do. That's perfectly fine, but just leave me and my carnivorous ways alone over here. I'll be eating a burger with medium rare, with cheese on top, bacon. Sorry, I'm hungry. Oh, okay. Hi. Sorry. An, an, an egg. Egg. Oh. Have a nice 3 a.m. burger. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you, Mandolina, for the questions as usual. And, uh, yeah. So, that is ours for random. Excellent. So, that brings us to the end of the show. All right, Dennis. This is the promotion part. Let's hear about your shows. We heard about them, but let's hear about them again. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Hey, kids, do you like podcasts? Well, come over to the D2R <laughs> Network. We've got many scintillating shows. For the random people, you have Not Safe for Public Consumption. For the thinking people, you have Think Tank. For the drinking people, you have Beer with Friends podcast. For the shenanigans, you have 16 S's. For the cinema viewer, we have Brews and Views. So anything that'll tickle your fancy. So come on over, kids. Have a listen. It'll tickle your ear holes. Yeah, excellent. And Joel, Thank you, sir. your turn to outdo that one. Come on. Come on, Joel. Uh, oh, I, I I have a feeling that that was a, either rehearsed or written down. So I'm not nope, sure. Nope, neither. Straight off the top. Wow. Then I give you some credit, sir. Because usually when people come onto this part, they uh, they stumble over and it's it's funny. So anyway, yeah, I do uh, two other shows. Uh, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, KPANTS, which is my six-song musical mixtape with music and musings that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and other fine podcasting directories. I also do a show with my three former college roommates, Mike, Pat, and Josh, called 40 Going On 14, which is a nostalgia cast. This week we did a show all about John Cusack. And you can find that at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. And last but not least, I don't do another show, but I write for the CreeperCast, which is a horror-themed podcast. Currently, uh, it is still on hiatus as the website took a shit and has not been able to be repaired yet. So we are banking movie reviews, top ten lists, and other things. And there's a, a project that's in the works that, uh, if all things go as planned, should be announcing when the site is back up. It's kind of a big deal, so it's exciting. So keep your eyes peeled at creepercast.com, and uh, we'll be back soon. So. 
that's what I do. Excellent. And as I, as always, I like to promote our friends over at the Bad Parenting Podcast, Justin and Jody. Have a great show over there. Always fun to listen to the guys talk about their parenting issues and uh, all their daily ins and outs. So, yes, we love those guys over there. And uh, our friends up in um, Was- Seattle, Washington, the No Hope for Humanity podcast. So sometimes they play the game, sometimes they have a chat. So check out uh, Harry Trucker. DJ and Evan and whoever else is usually on there. Sometimes uh, Pegleg Pete. So check those guys out. So. Oh, Pegleg Pete. That's a funny dude. Yeah. Um, next week, we have another uh, first-timer. This uh, is confirmed 100%. I mean, like, schedules have been changed to make this happen. So my uh, this is going to go back a little bit. So we've had Nishan before who went to high school with me. Uh, Billy went to high school with me before Nisha did even, so he can give you dirt from when I was a freshman and, uh, we used to go hang out and do concerts together. So yeah, he's coming on next week. First time. So it should be a good time. Yeah. But I bet you didn't ride bikes together. Too soon, man. Too soon. Too soon. We, we drank MD 2020 and went to, uh, shows like obituary and guar and things like that. So. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us, Dennis. Definitely have you back hey. on sometime soon. But, yeah, you know, thank you for having me. This a lot is of awesome. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty random and, and just whatever, you know. I like it, so. Yeah, that's why we like it too. So. All right. We're going to leave you with some friends around. This was just a quick pick because I forgot to pick a song for today's show, so just went through my music selection. And we're going to play Dance Execution from Friends Rom, an Australian band, of course. So, all right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll catch you in uh, a week's time, I guess. Well, if all goes well. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
a dirty, dirty boy. Wow, 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 wow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.